Welcome to NAPREP Spotlight. I'm Carol Malone, your host. Thank you for joining me today. NAPREP Spotlight is sponsored by Neighborhood Connections and the Equity in the Arts Fund. NAPREP Spotlight showcases citizens making positive contributions to their neighborhoods. My guests today are Mr. Laron Douglas, founder and executive director of the Renounce Denounce Gang Intervention Program, and Mrs. Angela Douglas, chief operations manager, teacher, website developer, consultant, and pastor. This dynamic duo share a genuine and devoted commitment to showing young men and women who are at risk and proven risk of being involved in gang activity that they have other choices in life they can make that will set them up for success. Mr. Douglas has real-life lived experience as a former gang member in Chicago and East Cleveland. As a result of his experiences and certified expertise, he developed intervention programs that have positively impacted the lives of hundreds of young men and women providing life skill tools, support, resources, and information. Mrs. Douglas holds degrees in music and music history and has been an educator with the Cleveland Metropolitan School District and has worked with many nonprofits. Initially meeting in high school, this awesome couple have dedicated their lives to giving back to the community. The testimonials from residents whose lives have been impacted by Renounce Denounce are inspirational and truly heartfelt. Mr. and Mrs. Douglas and their family live in Cleveland. They are Neighborhood Connection Grant recipients and members of the Neighbor Up Network. Welcome to Neighbor Up Spotlight. Thank you for visiting with us today, and I'm honored to speak with you. Thank you. Thank you for having us. You're quite welcome. So now we're going to jump right into this first question. What influenced your gang involvement, and what influenced you to walk away from that life? Well, what influenced me was my upbringing. I didn't have a real good upbringing. Um, my mother was abusive. It was abusive that's going in my home. And um, I got sent to Chicago to live with my dad. Then that's when I, I got into the gang because everybody that was in Chicago, where was at, were all in the gang. So um, I just automatically got blessed in and got into the gang. Yeah. So now, while you were at Grafton Correctional Institute, you created the Each One Teach One program, which became very successful. So tell us about the success of that program. Well, I came up with the program. Um, I was I was the um, vice president of NAACP there. And um, so when I came up with the, the um, curriculum, I just used that as a platform um, to do this program. I couldn't have called it the Renounce Denounce Gaining Program. I had to use the Each One, um, Teach One um, name to it. But it was really the Renounce Denounce Program, but I had to use that moniker yeah. so I can um, teach it there. And there um, he was able to graduate over 200 uh, men during that time. Yeah, that is, that's awesome. That is absolutely amazing. Now, in 2009, the Renounce Denounce Intervention Program was created. What inspired the development of this program and why is it needed now more than ever? And both of you, please just jump in and, and uh, you know, tell, tell us what you'd like for us to know. Uh, well, actually, so Laurent had uh, came back into uh, my life in 2007. So I was actually about to start a Bible study. And Laurent said, well, you know what? That's a good idea. I'm going to start a Bible study. But that wasn't what was truly in him. And so that's how it was birthed because he knew that he wanted to reach back and give. Yes. Um, so that was kind of like the inspiration. He did start the Bible study, but then he said, no, let me just go ahead and do something that 
that had something to do with how I was raised and what's within me. And then that's how it was birthed. Right. So why do you think this program now is needed more now than ever as well, too? Well, the crime has definitely um, increased uh, since COVID. Of yes. course, you um, they have less outlets, things, you know, to do, places to go. Um, I can say that even with the increase during COVID, I can say as a positive uh, that since August of this year, uh, according to uh, police um the statistics, the crime has actually gone down. Mm-hmm. Major crimes have gone down in the city of Cleveland. So I'm very proud of that. While others want to keep focusing just on the negative yeah. as far as um, youth violence, I'm pleased to know that um, Renounce Denounce did have an impact in the city of Cleveland. So I'm very proud of that statistic. Well, absolutely. And another wonderful statistic for your, your organization is that in 2021, you guys graduated 80 plus individuals. Yes. So you've helped a lot of people. Now, you and members of your staff are certified and trained in the areas of mediation, conflict resolution, and you are certified gang specialist. What does that entail? Well, the gang specialists, um, they, when we went through the training, it taught us the history and the purpose of the migration of gangs in the United States. Um, we taught how to identify gangs through signs, symbols, and clothing, graffiti, if we're in a neighborhood, how to... Um, what gang is in there through that graffiti mm-hmm. and the difference in gangs and prisons and the streets and in, in, um, in the community and much, much more. But I would say that even though they went to the training, I remember LeBron calling me each day after the trainings and he would say, oh, my God, this is things that I already knew. He's he's actually already um a certified gang specialist the natural way. Yes. From so, real life, from real experience. <laughs> right. From real right. experience. So <laughs> real that's experience. what makes him a real credible witness. Yes. So it was a blessing to see, like, wait a minute. So you are actually, it's it's within him, you know, almost like how we are supposed to be with the word in Christ. We're supposed to be living epistles. He is a living epistle when it comes to gang intervention naturally. Yes. Um, so it just kind of flows from him. He can just go anywhere. Um, you know, how they use the term OG. So he's just naturally an OG and he's able to identify uh, with the youth and, you know, make those interventions that need to be made on the spot. That's excellent. Now, what classes and services does your organization provide? Like, in, um, we have a, um, our curriculum. Um, some of the things that we educate on is conflict resolution. We teach these youth how, when they're in conflict, how to resolve it peacefully and not violently. The difference between irrational and rational thinking, um, gun prevention, um, bullying, peer pressure. Um, we educate them on the RICO Act, the gang spec, because these young nobody's teaching our young men and women out here, like when they're out there committing these crimes, this is the consequence of you doing these things. Right. So that's mainly what we're doing. And it's a 10-week uh, program. Uh, it actually, it's the only um, uh, curriculum-based program in the state of Ohio that's gang-related for gang intervention. And also, too, I'd like to mention that you guys provide transportation as well as hygiene items. You teach etiquette. But that transportation is a major piece. Yes. Yes, it is. It's a major piece. So with our transportation, we have have a a bus that's no longer working and things like that. But when we do go pick up these youth, because it's hard for these youth to travel in the city of Cleveland because they cross gang lines and they're scared to catch the bus. So what we do is um, all our facilitators, I even put them in Angie's car, but I have to vet them real good to get in the car with her. But um, we put them all in our cars. We go to their houses, bring them to the program, and make sure they get safely back home. Yeah, well, one of the things is I've done a 
a lot of I have a lot of years of experience of I like to call myself an old school foot to pavement kind of outreach mm-hmm. person. And um and also too I'm kind of an expert in in kind donation support. So mm-hmm. um in terms of your vehicle, hey, don't don't hesitate to think that there's someone out there who can donate a vehicle for oh, wow. you. Yeah, yes. so yeah, I'm I'm I oh, I, wow. I learned a lot from my mom. My parents were very involved in organizations and I used to say my mother was the queen of in kind support. Oh wow. <laughs> and she could, she could get anything donated. Mm. So if you haven't thought about that, keep that in mind. There's definitely yes. someone out here who would be more than happy to donate a vehicle for the work that you're doing. So now, um, who is eligible to participate in? What is the age range? Uh, age range is um, used to be 12 to 25, but then we lowered it to 11. Um, now, after talking to ODRC, um, it's now down to 10. Okay, and what does ODRC stand for? What is that there? The Ohio Department of um, Youth, um, the, the juvenile, um, juvenile Justice System. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, and you, I'm sorry, I interrupted. You said you were... You, what was the last thing you said, Ms. Douglas? I'm sorry. Oh, now we lowered it to the age of 10. Okay. Because um, they said there was an increase. Because we've been in meetings with them, and uh, they've been giving us the number of statistics on, you know, they have so many that are age 10 that are coming in, 11, wow. 12. Wow. And um, the numbers, you know, are increasing. And, again, a lot of them are not major crimes. Yes. But it's still enough to where they have to do a lot of maneuvering. And switching the kids back um, from Cuyahoga Hills um, versus Indian River. Um, and Cuyahoga County youth, most of them are in, they go to Indian River first, mm-hmm. and then they kind of transport them back up here uh, to Cuyahoga uh, Hills. Okay. So now how are participants, how are participants referred to your program? Um, a, um, any organization can refer them. We They can call our number, our 440 um, our four four zero number seven two three eight one nine zero. Okay, <laughs> they can call that number, and, and one of our staff will answer the phone. Okay. And all they got to do is just um, give their name, um, the parents' um, name and um, number, and, and then we'll make contact with the parent and the youth, and we'll set up a date that we can do a home visit, so we can do an ISP on them, an individual service plan, and with an application. And then uh, about I would say about fifty percent of our youth. I referred through uh, the adult, uh, well, the juvenile and parole divisions of Cleveland. So now, what is the meaning behind the name of the organization and the special way that it's spelled? Because I really like, yes. I really liked that. Everyone's asked me that, so I came with the concept. Um, we learned this when we were in elementary school. It's so easy. Um, what a noun is, a person, place, a thing. So I tell these youth, if you stop hanging with the people in those places doing those things, so you'll yeah. have success. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. That is that is so true. Now, um, uh, what words of wisdom do you have for youth who want to avoid gangs and those who want to step away from that life? Well, we do have part of our ten week program uh, is a he has a formula. Right. He has a gang formula okay. on how to get out of a gang. Okay. And it's still going back to that noun. So, you know, as far as uh, wisdom, um, they have to make sure, because this is some of the things that we talk about is um, choices, decisions, rational thinking versus irrational. Um, so it all starts with the mind. And that's yeah. why our our program, it's a cognitive approach program. We're not just taking them out. Hey, let's just play basketball with you all right. day. We're not right. reaching that mind. 
because the mind is where all your decisions are um, created. So um, it's a cognitive uh, based program. And we definitely know that these youth, you can't do everything in 10 weeks. So that's why we have uh, a phase two. And then we have youth, you know, there's no cutoff. I mean, we have youth that's been with us since 2016 that still reach out to us um, for help. That's excellent. Also, um, I wanted to say that um, to the youth, you can't do it by yourself. You cannot do it by yourself. You need help. That's so right. um, that's what we're here. We're here to give you. A, we're here to give them a voice. Listen to them. That's that is that is. It's so important to listen. Yes. Because a lot of times that's that's all that's all young yes. people just want. They yes. just want somebody just to listen to me. Yes. Just to listen. Sometimes not to give any fee. Just to listen, mm-hmm. and then you know give that mentoring and that correct. Guidance, you know. Correct. Now, what words of wisdom do you have for parents who are concerned about their children getting involved with the game? Parents. Well, yeah, parents. Well, some of the wisdom, I mean, well, they can, like, you can, they should um, pay attention to, like, um, the friends that they're hanging out with, the clothing that they're wearing, the music that they're listening to, um, things like that. Just be parents. Yeah, I, I just, think... I think the main thing is because um, of the mass incarceration machine that so many women, they're single mothers. Yeah. And because of, um, you know, the systemic racism and how that's still having an impact on our families, so many men are away for little simple things. So it's leaving the woman, you know, by themselves. They're single and then they become a little angry and then they're working. So they're trying to work. And so the youth are there by themselves as well. So we, we still have to go back you know, to why these young boys are angry. They're angry. You know, anger is a major effect as well because the yes. father's not there. The mother's telling them don't do that because then she has to leave for work. So that leaves them more opportunity, you know, to get involved in a lifestyle that they should not, you know, be involved in. Exactly. That's very, very true. So just really as a parent, just keep your eyes and mm-hmm. ears open. Yes. Pay attention to what your child is doing. Mm-hmm. Pay attention to their friends. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's so, what our parents used to tell us. Exactly. <laughs> you know? Also, um, can I say, like, uh, also part of our um, organization, we have what's called our community assist team, our violence interrupters. So our violence interrupters, when there's shots fired in the city of Cleveland, um, we go out to these scenes and we deal with the community. We we. Um, help them get through what issue they're going through right there, give them those resources. And those young men and women who are there, um, we give them our number stuff like that so that we can help them, the resources also. And the members of your team also have real-life live experiences. Correct. You know, so the students, are, so they're able to bring, you know, the real deal conversation yes. to these young people. Yes, ma'am. But not only all of our, like all of our uh, facilitators, violence interrupters, a lot of them are former gang members and gang leaders and formerly incarcerated, but we also have violence interrupters and um, credible witnesses that are former military and uh, um, preachers, and they own their own businesses also. Okay. So now, you know, this is difficult, heartfelt, and emotional work. Yes. So how Mm -hmm. do you and your staff address Mm -hmm. your health and wellness and stay encouraged? (sighs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's a big sigh, yeah, because it's heavy. I mean, it's heavy duty. Those of us who are not involved, but... You know, if you love your people, you love your community. I mean, you know, it's, 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 it's yeah. tough. It can, so yes, how, it can weigh you, on you. Yeah, it how, can really. How, mm-hmm, I'm I'm, no, no, go ahead, go ahead. Yes, it can really weigh on you. Um, we've lost since 2014. We've lost um, four young men wow. um, to gun violence through our from it was in our program. Yeah, but we have to have we we have to have time for ourselves. You got to stop. Don't take this work home with you. You just gotta 
take you out of half. You just got to go to yourself and just block out everything. Yeah. Because if you let this work consume you, it's going gonna, it's, it's gonna to really, really hurt you. Yeah. Because it's, 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 mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's so much to do. Yes, ma'am. You know, and unfortunately, never ending. Yes, you know, ma'am. So, but it was a blessing to be able to take on uh, more volunteers and part-time staff. So um, that allowed us to get a little breather. Um, not too much of a breather because we've been in a lot of meeting, you know, meetings with the state yeah. and the, you know, state prisons and things like that. But at least we were able to train, you know, more volunteers and uh, be able to employ more part-time. That's awesome. That's excellent. Now, how did you get the name Scooby Burden? Where did that come from? <laughs> well, my nickname, my brother gave my oldest brother gave me the name Scooby. Okay. But Burden is my um my dad's last name. And oh. before he died, I, I told him that I was gonna um change my name to Keith Burden. So I just used Burden. Oh, nice. As my last name. That is nice. <laughs> and it's a lot of them. <laughs> Chicago and Steubenville. Yeah. It is a lot of them. Well, I, I, I like it. Now, you guys do a lot of old school street outreach pop-up events. How has this yes. approach received, been received by the community and those you are trying to reach? Mm. Oh, wow. They love it. Yeah, we, um, yeah, every pop-up, we make sure that we have enough food for 500. And... I would say on average we do four to six a year. Okay. Um, it's been you know very successful, very popular. Um, majority of them we've done in East Cleveland, and then we started uh, branching out you know further in the city of Cleveland, so uh, Collinwood area uh, specifically. Well, I definitely encourage people to go to your Facebook page and see all the wonderful work that you guys are doing. Mm. Uh, because, you you know, you definitely are old school out there in the community. You know, you have the hot dogs, you've got your mm-hmm. volunteers, mm-hmm. you know. So and that's and that's the way to go yes. to be able to attract the, 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 you know, the young folks that you're looking for and older adults who are, you know, trying to make changes <laughs> in their lives. Yes. Too. Correct. So now why was it important for you to return to East Cleveland to start your program? Um, because it's, I, I grew up in East Cleveland and it was, and I did so much destroying in that community. And now um, that I've come back, and I have I have a, um, this program, I wanted to bring it there because I wanted to just start doing some building, just give back to the city of East Cleveland. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I admire you for that. I really, really do. When I read that, I was that's very admirable, very admirable. Now, once individuals have graduated from the program, you let them know they are alumni and part of a family. And they can call on you for support anytime. Why is this message so important? Well, well, 10 weeks, you know, like I initially said, 10 weeks is not enough time to remove the trauma um, or anger or whatever the youth are going through, peer pressure, you know, uh, issues with their parents, abuse. That's not enough time. Mm-hmm. Um, and even though it does bring great change to them in that short uh, time, time frame, we wanted to do more and make sure that we were, you know, our doors were open. They can call us at any time. So we created the phase two because we found out that when you give a youth, um, you know, their driver's license and we help them get their, uh, we take them through their temps. We give them the book. We study with them. Um, they they use our cars to get their uh, driver's license. That's a big accomplishment. That is a huge accomplishment. And a lot of times it's all they want. And if they're, you know, if their mothers, you know, maybe she can't afford it or she doesn't have time because she's working. So then, you know, the mothers don't realize how big that is to them. Yeah. And so that makes them feel good. 
And then they report back to Mr. Douglas or their mentor and say, oh, my God, I passed it. <laughs> I mean, it's, I mean, it's kind of fun watching them in the class kind of bringing their books and saying, well, yeah. or especially if they didn't do great. Oh, I missed three or four. And then we got to encourage them where the other youth in the class would say, well, I did better. Than you. you know, it's, I mean, yeah. it's, they make it fun. But they get it done. They get it completed. Um, and then we also help them get their birth certificates. That's great. Sometimes they just want the state ID. We'll do that. Um, bus passes, tickets, you know, um, for those that can use those. Um, and then we help with job placement. Um, and, of course, I always talk to them about a career. You know, if they're ready. Yeah. Yes. Um, then a lot of times we we successfully one graduated from uh, Barber College. And uh, he did HVAC. And has been a manager. So we have a few that have kept in contact with us um, even as early from 2016. That's awesome. That are doing really well. That is excellent. So excellent. Now, in 2021, you received a grant from Neighborhood Connections. So how did this support help your mission? Well, that helped us continue with the program as well as um, the pop-ups. Because I know the one that we received was for COVID. Um, So actually... During COVID, that actually actually helped us begin to learn the importance of a pop-up, Okay, you know, by getting that funding. So not only did it help us uh, continue to, to do the 10-week program, but it also helped us be able to learn how to use that outreach and those pop-ups um, to also get into the um, community, to let the community know who we are. And then also, we actually use the alumni to help us in the pop-ups. That's awesome. That's excellent. So now, what are your future developments for? The, what are the future developments for the organization? What's what's on the horizon? Ooh, we got a big one. We got a big <laughs> um, mm, mm, mm. We are gonna go national. Okay. <laughs> yes. Can you can you share something? Can you share a little bit now? Or well, you, do you have to have keep something in reserve? <laughs> well, yeah, it's gonna be. It's, it's a lot of reserve, but we're gonna go national. Um, So that way, you know, there's a scripture that says the prophet does not have honor in his own city. And it's it's not pertaining to you because a lot of people love us. Um, But just other just other uh, roads. Maybe we may have a few stumbling blocks here or there, um, which sometimes make me feel like they purposely want to. And I I said this and we were talking to um, another organization, um, actually a foundation. I was saying sometimes the powers that be, I feel like they don't want us to get the youth before they go in. They're gung ho about us getting them after they're in. Mm. So, you know, we're purposely going to, um, you know, I'm keep, we're going to keep our face like, you know, like a flint, like the scripture says, and we're going to go out. And if, um, if we can't reach the thousands and thousands that we would like to reach in the city of Cleveland, we're going to go to the other states and other major cities and save the youth there. Yeah, and well. so that's what our approach is going to be. We're going to go national. And we have that already um, set. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Because it's it's about reaching all the youth. Well, we we certainly need you here in Cleveland. And I, I, I do understand what you're saying. <laughs> no, <laughs> I really do. I've been involved you know, for a long time. So I get what you're saying, you know, but don't let that be discouraging. There mm-hmm. are definitely people here who will support mm-hmm. you, want to hear your story, and want to want to be able to be of assistance. Thank you. Yeah, for real. So um, now how can people contact you for program information, seminars, community events, to be a mentor, volunteer, donate some dollars, or book you for speaking engagements? 
They can call the 440-723-8190. They can email us at info at info at renounce, denounce, gang, G-A-N-G, program.org. And then our website is www.renounce, denounce, gang, program.org. That's awesome. Is there anything else you would like to add that we didn't get a chance to touch on, perhaps? I understand. Now, is this when you said that you're going to start a new adventure, a new business, was this what you were talking about, or is there something else, too? Oh, there is another business. Yes, yeah, right. Oh, right. <laughs> All right. So right. we also have, uh, it's, it's Renounce, Denounce, uh, Education and Security, LLC. Okay. okay. Uh, so that has actually been uh, started, because we were doing... Uh, security as well. Like we helped to reduce uh, the violence in uh, John F. Kennedy High School okay. in the spring by 90%. Excellent. Um, so not only did we do the safe passages, you know, we helped the youth, you know, go to their different destinations after they let out, let out of school. Uh, we also provided the security in there as well as the program. So while they're trying to usher the youth through the hallway, um, you know, the the security slash violence interrupt, uh, interrupters, they would pull the youth aside and see what they wanted. We even had parents that reached out to us. Perhaps the youth uh, brought a gun to school or maybe they were worried about their son. Mm-hmm. They were able to reach out to us, the parents, as well as the youth. So it, so both of those things combined, it was it was so beneficial. It was just great. That's awesome. Um, so that's what led us to say, hey, why don't we just do a security company as well? Uh, that way we have something um, kind of separate because we want to be able to leave something to our son. Sure. Um, so that way he doesn't have to um, have to deal with some of the idiosyncrasies when it comes to a nonprofit and when your parents start something. Yes. Um, so we said we're going to do the LLC and eventually that hopefully that will expand to a corporation. Um, we, we also may put the um, the national the national renounce denounce uh, program under the um, LLC slash uh, corporation. Okay, that sounds wonderful. Well, you guys, have, you're, you're doing great work, and um, you just continue to do all the good things that you're doing because your support, your services are greatly needed in thank our community. You. Thank you. You're quite welcome. I would like to thank my guests, Mr. Laron Douglas and Mrs. Angela Douglas, for visiting with us today. I've enjoyed our conversation. Thank you. Very much so. I would like to leave our audience with a quote from our guest today. Mr. Douglas, if you start with the correction of the cognitive mind, then you can make the correct decisions. Mrs. Douglas, when we say we are here for you, we actually mean it. Whenever you need anything, we will provide services for you. So this is real talk. It's real love, like a real family. We're not saying it to just be saying. Anything you need, reach out. I would like to thank our audience for stopping by today. We appreciate your support. Please join us again as we continue our conversation with Clevelanders who are making positive contributions to their neighborhoods. Visit Neighborhood Connections website to see all of our community engagement activities and opportunities. If you have a great idea and you want to do something positive for your community, contact Neighborhood Connections at 216 216- Three six one zero zero four two, or send us an email at www.neighborhoodgrants.org and like us on Facebook. Stay informed, stay involved, stay connected. I'm Carol Malone, your host. Thank you for joining me today on Neighborhood Spotlight. Neighborhood Spotlight is sponsored by Neighborhood Connections, the Equity in the Arts Fund, in association with Bad Racket Recording Studio. 
executive producer, creator, writer, host, Carol Malone, co-producer, Lila Mills, engineer, James Kinnanen, photography, social media, Vince Robinson, graphic artist, Kadrian Hinton. We're just a homemade, handmade podcast from scratch. Please share our positive stories with your neighbors, friends and family, and on your social media. Thank you for listening and neighbor up. <laughs>